back in the day, I did chronic cardio. I was always doing fat burning cardio, running, pounding, breaking my body apart. Now I'm stitching it back together by doing strength work. And when I do the cardio, it's more like quick blasts just to try to get my heart rate really up high and then focus on the recovery. I believe that the better our recovery, the stronger that means our heart is actually becoming. Hello everyone, welcome to Couch Talk. I'm thrilled to be here with you. This is Dr. Anna Kabeca for a intimate time and intimate conversation. And today we're gonna to be talking about weightlifting for women and really how we manifest the law of attraction into our life. And I am bringing a dear friend of mine and an expert in this space. And her name is Tracy. Oh man, Tracy, I'm gonna pronounce your name wrong. Everybody does. <laughs> Woo hey. All right. <laughs> So Tracy is an integrative health coach. She's a personal trainer in California. She is aspiring in this online space and working as a coach and a motivator and uh, is just all around awesome. She is the author of the book, No Freaking Way, spelled W-E-I-G-H. And she's also the host of Be Well, Be Keto podcast, and which is continuing to grow. Her passion is helping women to age stronger and become high energy fat-burning phenoms without going hungry or living in the gym. So as we age, some of the things that we experience is the stall, the stall in the gym, the stall in our life, or we're backpedaling, right? We're not going in the same direction that, or the direction that we'd like to go, at least not as fast as we like to go there. So in, in part of that, in part of this discussion, it's, it's like, how do we break those plateaus? How do we exercise over 50? How do we keep performing or, or, even if we're just starting, how do we get to perform at our best level? And really, what does that mean? And and what should we be doing? And really, what shouldn't we be doing? And so we're going to talk about that today. And I'm excited to bring you here, Tracy, to talk with us about this. So how are you? Well, thank you. I'm fabulous. Super happy. Summer's my favorite season. So my husband even said, why are you in such a good mood this morning? It's like, because it's a beautiful day. Well, that's the way it should be every day, right? The weather and the scale should not determine our mood. <laughs> Absolutely, especially the stupid scale. Um, <laughs> we won't get started on that one. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey, how you've come to this point in your life and why you wrote the book, No Freaking Way. Well, essentially, I was raised always striving for skinny. And my two best friends were skinny. My dad told my mom a long time ago when I was 10 years old, that if she ever got fat again, he was leaving her and he did. So for, in my mind, in my child mind, I always equated skinny with love. And so I was always on this quest, you know, I'm a curvy Italian girl, not, you know, some naturally skinny girl. So it was just this constant struggle and never finding true happiness. And it was just years and years and years and years. And then through the years, I saw my dad in his 50s have a triple bypass. I saw him have cancer five times. And I saw my mom struggle with depression and high cholesterol and you know, being on multiple medications. And now, fast forward, she has Alzheimer's, she's had Hashimoto's. I mean, it's just these two downhill struggles for both of my parents. And I decided quite a while ago that instead of focusing my attention on the number on the scale and be so obsessed with that, that I wanted to be obsessed with aging stronger instead of weaker. 
and using lifestyle choices instead of medications to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's a noble quest, right? And especially when we see our parents suffer, I saw my parents suffer too. And especially my mom undergoing, you know, heart surgery and then a second heart surgery that she never recovered from. And so so you see that and you're like, oh man, I cannot allow this to happen. I know, I know God has created us by better design so that this doesn't happen. So tell us, what are some things like I, I was thinking this morning, you know, some of the things I like to do as far as activity and exercise and is boxing, boxing, yoga, belly dancing. Those are my three favorite things to do, right? And having the energy to do that, right? Important to have the energy to be able to go to the gym, but recognize that also as much as I love those things, I never want to go to the gym. I never want to initiate. I mean, I very rarely do. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to to do this, but I'm always glad I went. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was just saying that this morning when I hit the snooze button at a quarter to five, I was like, oh, I need a break today because I've been teaching a lot of fitness classes lately, subbing for everyone while they were on vacation. But you know what? I never regret getting up, but I always regret sleeping in. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. Just remember that. I will be glad I did it. Yeah. It's just that one minute second when you hear the alarm and you get out of bed that, you know, that pause that you need to react upon and realize the pain only lasts just about a minute or two, you know, just when you peel back those eyeballs, that's it, right? That's it. That's it. So, so let's start with that. So motivation to the gym, and then you're going to motivate us in the gym. Well, to get to the gym, like I said, I think that getting up first thing in the morning and having a really strong morning routine is key. And that way you don't let life get in the way. And So like, for instance, I get up, I drink 60 ounce glass of water. When there's just about two inches left, I add, squeeze a half a lemon and a teaspoon of salt and I rotate my salts and slam it down, grab my water, get my coffee with MCT oil and I head out to the gym. And I either meet my weightlifting partner to lift heavy twice a week, which I really really recommend, or I go to classes and sometimes I teach the classes and sometimes I take them. So I love, like, I do a, a combination of different things, but my focus really truly is on strength, not so much the cardio. Because back in the day, I did chronic cardio. I was always doing fat burning cardio, running, pounding, breaking my body apart. Now I'm stitching it back together by doing strength work. And when I do the cardio, it's more like quick blasts just to try to get my heart rate really up high and then focus on the recovery. I believe that the better our recovery, the stronger that means our heart is actually becoming. Okay. I hear that definitely, that quick recovery, just like our glucose curve, the quicker it recovers, the better metabolically we are. So let's, let's break this down into say, you know, the off the couch, getting off the couch exerciser to the intermediate, to the most experienced, how would you recommend like starting and, and say this is for someone in their fifties. So like myself, 53 this month. So what would you say? Um, welcome to 53. <laughs> I'm up on you about, I don't know, eight months. What I would say is for the very, very beginner it's good to find a trainer to help you or like a, an over 50 aerobics class. I used to teach that. And so if I said somebody was just starting, like you want to do strength, upper body, strength, lower body. So say for instance, they had no strength. I would start off with just push-ups against the wall. 
you know, and then graduate to your kitchen counter and then graduate to your coffee table. And then later on, on your knees on the floor, but just have a progression. Also, I say sit stands, you know, my mom, when she first started, you know, going downhill, which has been pretty much forever. I'm like, just sit and stand and sit and stand out of a chair, practice that, you know, or then once you get there, graduate to wall sits. I think TRX bands are really good. Do you know what those are? Yes. Yeah. I like those. So those are great because people can gradually make them more difficult instead of investing in a bunch of like say dumbbells, which, you know, take up a lot of space. Explain what those are for our listeners. You know, for me, it brings me into the gym with like TRX bands all over and then doing, you know, push-ups, these things and those things and lunges and jumps and all kinds of crazy Spider-Man kind of stuff. Yeah. I teach a TRX class that's combo with spin. It's a really fun class, but a TRX is like, you can get one for home. I have one for home that you can put like your door jam so that you can do body weight strength exercises. It was developed by somebody in the army that needed a way to stay fit when they were out in a remote area and that he would just hook it up to a tree. So it enables you to use body weight resistance and you can do your whole body from which I think that most women don't train their back enough or actually most people they train chest like when I do boot camp they're always doing push-ups and different chest work but they rarely train back so when I teach I really emphasize both upper back training with like you know doing rows and stuff on either the TRX or just like a regular band also low back training so the TRX, you can gradually like make it harder and harder as you get stronger and stronger, but it's a really good starting point and it's safe and it's not impact. So you're not going to get injured. That's a great resistance training exercise. Yeah. And I'm sitting up straighter just talking about the back. <laughs> and all those opening, the shoulder openers, you know, Dr. Anna with yoga. So I also teach yoga. And I am actually teaching this class called Yoga Lotties. So it's about shoulder openers, hip openers, core and low back strengtheners so that we can age in good posture instead of, you know, tech neck, right? So that's what I focus on. And even like the stretching, like the doorway stretching, you know, when you lean in here and you can open up the shoulders. Mm, and that feels so good. Yeah. Yeah having that be like part of their nightly routine, I think is good doing, you know, all of those stretches as a nighttime recovery, you prepare your body for sleep, but hitting the gym and doing strength training to me is something that most women are intimidated by. And they feel like they look at all this stuff, all this equipment, they don't know what to do. A lot of gyms will offer like an introductory, like, oh, we'll help you get set up on the machines, you know, when you first join, which I think is helpful for a beginner. But I also think that that is a great place to start, but I think you're really going to make improvements with dumbbells. That way you're actually working more of your body instead of just isolating, like say your bicep on a machine. When I'm doing biceps, I'm feeling it in my core and my low back and you know, my whole body because I'm, you know, being able to maintain proper form. Absolutely. That makes sense. And, and also just body weight exercises in general, right? The, the standards, the lunges, functional exercises, 
So that's awesome. So we're going to work on getting off the couch, right? Exercising more. And now even for the intermediate and advanced, the heavy lifting. So let's talk about that because that's something you definitely promote. And it doesn't matter how old we are, but we want to do, and especially when we're working with a trainer, right? Get someone who's used to working with someone gradually in. You don't want to be in so much pain the next day you never come back. And that's not healthy either recognizing our limitations, but also uh, communicating that there it's, it's, you know, we're in this for the long haul and we've got this one body. So let's gingerly ease it back into a regular routine. So now I want to talk about heavy lifting because that wasn't something typically advocated for the menopausal woman. I find it effective and I was inspired by, well, I've been lifting for a long time, but this is a great story for you. So there's a woman that inspired the heck of me named Willie Murphy. And when she's 73, she walks into her local YMCA and she sees a sign on the wall and it says weightlifting competition. So she says to the kid behind the counter, Hey, can I do that? And he's like, sure, go for it, granny. So she's off at 73 with dumbbells. Fast forward four years later, she's 77, weighs 110 pounds and she's deadlifting 220. No, what? Yeah. Is that awesome? That so is my message, so awesome. Oh uh, yeah. It's like, you're not too old. It's never too late. Stop making excuses and choose strong. I mean, that is incredible. That means if she can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So what should we do if we want to move up to live, lifting heavy? There's multiple ways you know, to do it. But my way that I think is the easiest is pick two days a week. So say my lifting days are Tuesday and Friday. And I do a full body workout. I go slow. I do not do momentum. And I super so I can save time. So say, and I mix it up every day because I just use this really cool app on my phone and um, to track everything. So say for instance, I, the other day, maybe we did um, kickbacks so we could work glutes. And then we did pull downs for my partner and I, we switch and switch and switch until we do four sets. And then we'll go pick two other body parts. So say maybe it's dumbbell presses and maybe it's bicep curls. I like to do opposing muscle groups. So we're not incorporating accessory muscles while we're doing the opposite for the superset. So what that would mean is like, I don't usually train back and biceps because when you're training back, you're also engaging biceps. So I would biceps or something different. And same with chest. So chest works shoulders and triceps. So I don't like to do chest and then say triceps because my some work doing the chest. So I'd rather do, say if I'm doing chest, maybe I'll do biceps superset with that. So I just pick two different body parts. I just look and see what is open in the gym. So I'm not wasting my time waiting. And I go and I, and we just go and head there. So blessed are the flexible for they shall not break. So when I put somebody on a routine, I'm like, okay, you know what you can do for your body part. So pick one thing that you don't have to wait for and get started there. And I do super, like I do, I rotate my moves, but I always go slower than most. Like I'm not in there going fast and I really focus on beginning the lift with proper alignment, you know, shoulders back and down, core engaged and, you know, go slower than most people go. Cause it's not a race. That's one thing. Like I think CrossFit is, it has a great community, but I think that oftentimes they go too fast and it can lead to injury, which it did to me. 
but I love the whole community that they have. But, you know, trying to do as many rounds as possible for my body isn't safe. So, and it's harder to go slow. It is harder to go slow and also more efficient. You know, when you want to work the maximum amount of muscle and get the amount, maximum amount of tissue growth and repair. So Tracy, are you using, like, are you doing the three sets of eight reps or what's your philosophy on like how many repetitions do you do when you're, you know, doing an exercise and how heavy do you go on the weight? Well, it depends. So I don't plan, oh, I'm going to do eight of these. I listen to my body and do what my body can do that day. And I challenge myself. So if I look at my app and I say, okay, well, last time I lifted and I did this exercise, I did say eight reps at whatever, 25 pounds. I'm going to say, okay, today I'm going to do nine. And I always set my goal to do either a little bit more reps or a little bit more weight every time. Sometimes I hit it, sometimes I don't. But my goal is to just keep getting stronger. And when I hit to, say if I can do 12, then I go up. So it's always just just stretching my limits. And sometimes we reverse. And so if we do a normal set day, and then maybe like another time we'll do, I call it a super slow. So that is like an eight cent second contraction, an eight second eccentric. So would be like going up super slow and then releasing super slow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So with your contraction and extension, right? So for example, like say for example, for lunges or squats. So squats are easy because you just would lower really, really, really slow, pause a bit and then go up higher. Now you're only going to be able to lift about half or two thirds of the amount of weight you're used to because you are not used to going that slow and you will feel a shake doing this. It's awesome, (laughs) but you're not going to lift the same weight. So when I track, I know if I'm doing super slow or just a regular set day Mm. and that way, Mm because I know my weights are going to be much different. So I do, I like walking lunges are my favorite when I do lunges. So I'll do like, say I'll hold like a 25 pound plate in each hand and then do like a walking lunge set back and forth. Like I have long space and then just going slower than normal, but it's usually an eight second on each, you know, on the contraction extension. Excellent. Okay. So eight seconds each on the contraction and eight seconds on the extension. That is slower than I'm accustomed to too. It's hard. It's fun. I do it on TRX classes too. And I can watch them shake. They, it's hard. Oh, oh, I know. I know. All right. And so just two days a week. So Tuesday and Friday, heavy lifting and you're working out for how long? Yeah. And then I do cardio. I do boot camp on Monday. I teach a class on Wednesday. That's spin and TRX. Thursday, I do Pilates and boot camp. Saturday, I do spin and boot, like a cycle boot camp. And Sunday, I rest. Okay. I do yoga in between because I teach. Well, I think the secret to longevity and healthy aging is daily exercise. I mean, daily exercise. And I think that's just one of the things I, I do. Honestly, I, I like, I resist that. 
but it is so critical. It is so critical in prioritizing it and making the time for it in your life, even if it is, okay, I've got 10 minutes and I'm going to stretch. I'm going to you know, get my body flexible. I'll do some crunches or lunges or like you said, sit stands or whatever you can do. I wasn't traveling for the last two days, so it felt like I was sitting for two days. But being able to, when you get where you're going, or even while you're sitting, doing knee lifts in the chair and, and are contracting and, and relaxing your muscles just to keep that blood flowing, keep that circulation going. And it doesn't matter your level of ability. There's always the next right thing. Oh, absolutely. And also getting outside and walking. I do that every evening. I have a, the buddy system works. I'm telling you, like I meet a good friend. We walk my dogs every day for two miles in the country. It's beautiful and super important to get outside and get some vitamin D. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Tell us about the book, No Freaking Way. Okay. So that was written because of me used to being chasing the number on the scale. So after coaching lots and lots and lots of women, I realized that the, their issue is not, not knowing what to do. It's not about that. The knowledge is there. There's a lot of great things, a lot of great programs out there, but it's what's here and what's here. So oftentimes, you know, women, they use food as like comfort. And when they're stressed, they eat. When they're upset, they eat. When they're bored, they eat. And they eat mindlessly and they use food to fill a void in their lives. So the book is all about self-care. And it's about focusing on filling your life and your body with so many healthy, nourishing foods, so many wonderful lifestyle practices that you don't need to use food for anything more than hunger and true nourishment and finding things in your life that are going to bring you joy and happiness and crowding out all the crappy ones. So that's what it's all about. And where can people get it? Amazon. And that's like the best place is just Amazon. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Now, Tracy, give us like three, like your a day in your life. What does a day in your life look like? So my alarm goes off at 445 and I, like I said earlier, I grab my water, coffee and I hit the gym, come back at 630, feed the dogs, shower, and then it's my quiet time. And I read, there's this great devotional called Jesus Calling. I read the same one. (laughs) So I read that and then I do Qigong for 20 minutes, which is like an energy. Oh my gosh, it's like amazing. It's a way to gather energy into your body. And then I read 10 pages of whatever book I'm reading, like, you know, a growth book or a health book or, or something. So I just condense that as my quiet time. And then I usually get ready and I go to work and I work um, as little as I have to, because I want to come back and do my business and, you know, take care of my people and my clients and, I do phone coaching with people and fitness programming and nutrition programming. You know, I live out in the country. I walk my dogs, cook dinner, and I I love to work. And so, but I eat really clean. I fast in the morning. I don't usually eat my first meal until, oh gosh, I listen to my body. So I don't go by the clock, but it's never before noon. And I just like the way I feel when I don't eat very much. And part of that's mental and part of that's physical. I don't know why, but I seem to have more energy when I don't eat and um, just drink lots of water and have a couple cups of coffee. I just have two cups of coffee, one before the gym and one later. 
And yeah, I live on a farm, so it's really cool. So we have like fresh vegetables and fruit and herbs and I don't eat much fruit anymore (laughs) because of keto. Right. Keto green. Right. (laughs) Oh, I love your green drink, Dr. Anna. It's so good. It is like the best. I'm sure all your listeners have already are already using it. Mighty Maka. Got it here. I love the schedule. And you know, I was just speaking at KetoCon this year and they had a fitness panel. And so I was listening to the fitness panel. I got to ask the question is, you know, just give me what's your morning routine. So what they shared with me, like the majority of them all got up before sunrise and worked out. Every single one of them got up before sunrise, almost every single one of them, they were an exception, but got up before sunrise and worked out, did something when they first got up in the morning. And that was really inspiring to me because just being, sometimes being able, and I want to just say, you know, when they're, sometimes we have to extend ourselves, but for many people that are adrenally burnt out, I mean, you need that sleep, but you need to get to sleep earlier and wake up earlier, right? But again, just adding for fine-tuning our fitness routine, doing something when we first wake up and, and see, does that energize us or deplete us? And listen to our body to discern is how well is this working for me? And for me, if I don't exercise in the morning, it's not likely <laughs> to happen. Yeah, right? Because life gets in the way. Yeah. So it's that it's kind of that trade-off. And then being able to give yourself energy. So definitely keto gives us energy, you know, keto using, getting keto is like using jet fuel versus, you know, using glucose, which is like gasoline. So we want to get into that cycle in as, as much as we can. So probably definitely witnessing that. And then this, you know, listening to where we are in our life, but incorporating the flexibility exercises, the core exercises, back strengthening exercises, and then certainly the whole shoulder opening exercises, because uh, that way we're not going to get hunched over and we have, you know, better posture and, and that is, you know, just better alignment in general. And confidence I think comes with that. I mean, you appear more confident when you walk straight. Somebody said to me, show your pearls. I guess it's an old saying. I don't know if you've heard of it, but the moms that are like our mom's generation used to tell their daughters to show their pearls. Ah, you know what I tell my daughters, Tracy? What? I asked them, I said, what's the first thing that should, you know, walk into a room? Your breath. (laughs) Not your head. Don't hunch over. Your first thing that should walk into a room are your breath. (laughs) That's hilarious. <laughs> Let them know you're coming. <laughs> In other words, shoulders back, head up, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think that that's one thing I was teaching is different things that they can do to like, you know, just taking your head and like when I go to sleep, I don't use a pillow because I think that the pillow creates some forward head posture, right? And I think it's good to lay on your back and push your head onto the floor and do shoulder openers by pushing your fist onto the floor like that. You know what I mean? Okay, wait, let's do this as a challenge for my audience. All right, so this is an exercise. You would lay down on the floor. Go ahead and tell, teach us this one. So there's three things. You lay flat on the floor. Okay, so imagine I'm laying flat. The first thing you do is you push your he- the back of your head into the floor. Do three sets of 20. Then you take your arms and you clasp your hands and push your fists back into the floor like that to open your front shoulders. 
And then the other one is you hold your arms at a right angle. So say my fists, okay. your fists are facing the ceiling and you push your elbows into the floor. So you're strengthening your back, you're opening your chest and your front delts, and you're retraining your head to have a better alignment instead of forward head. Mm, and that's a really valuable exercise. I think that's a really valuable. I'm going to add that into my routine. I'll let you know how I'm doing. So for my audience, I want to, well, first of all, from my audience and myself, Tracy, I want to thank you for being here with us. Tell our audience how they get a hold of you. My blog is highenergygirl.com. So that's usually the best way. Everywhere on social, it's High Energy Girl. I am on Facebook primarily. I have a Facebook group and I really just focus. My mission is to help women age stronger. And there's so many ways to do it that I can help you with. And I love Dr. Anna's Keto Green. So thank you so much for having... Oh, and your Jolva. Oh my gosh, that stuff's magic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where in the world are you if they wanted to take your classes, if if they're listening and they're in your region? Well, I'm in California in the Bay Area, South Bay primarily. And yeah, I've lived here all my life. It's a great place. So if you are in the area, connect with me. I love to teach. Absolutely. Highenergygirl.com. And Tracy has a podcast, Be Well, Be Keto, and is just doing some amazing things. And with her book, No Freaking Way. So I want to thank you all for listening today on Couch Talk. I'm honored for your presence. We now have been challenged with an exercise to strengthen our neck and shoulder region. So you remember what that is. You're going to lay on the floor. Exercise, push your head back into the floor and do that. And then hands up over your head, pushing your fists together into the floor and then arms out straight and pushing your elbows down, arms into the floor, strengthening our back, shoulders, neck, and helping us age stronger, as Tracy says. So I want to thank you guys so much for being part of my community. I am telling you, I am loving your reviews. So be sure to review my podcast if you haven't already. I love reading your reviews and just hearing what you're accomplishing, but it means the world to me. So thanks. Thank you so much for that. And as always, join me and chat with me at dranna.com. See you soon.